You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking Arizona Diamondbacks baseball today on this Friday the 13th as Steve Gilbert joins us, our Diamondbacks reporter for MLB.com. Steve, we thank you as always for the time as uh, I imagine you are just now starting to catch your breath a little bit uh, after the Diamondbacks division series with the Dodgers, which obviously did not go Arizona's way as uh, the Dodgers finished off a three-game sweep a few nights ago at uh, Chase Field. But, Steve, I've got to think that uh, for this Diamondbacks team, which had a very uh, down 2016, they bring in a new manager in Tori Lovello, and, uh, you know, voila, almost a complete 180. And this uh, Arizona team had a terrific season. They grab uh, the top wild card spots uh, in the National League. They beat the Rockies in a very entertaining wild card game. But I've got to think, though, that, you know, even though the Dodgers are kind of the consensus, uh, you know, in many people's eyes, best team in baseball, some disappointment that the Diamondbacks didn't put up more of a fight. And I hate saying it that way because, heck, this is a team that did hit four home runs off Clayton Kershaw, but unable to crack the win column in that series considering they beat L.A. six straight times at the end of the regular season. So I guess I'm just uh, trying to take the temperature a little bit of the of the team and of the franchise and, and how everybody feels uh, after that three-game sweep. What do you think? Well, I think that, you know, as you said, they, they had a great bounce-back season and, and there were a lot of highlights from the season. Um, but none of that was, was what anybody wanted to talk about uh, in the aftermath of the of game three after the sweep. Um, because just for the reason that you mentioned, it would, they were, I think there was a lot of surprise in the clubhouse. I think they felt really confident going into that series against the Dodgers. Um, they had swept them back to back series towards the end of the year. They felt like, uh, they were playing very well. They felt like they, they could put up a real fight, if not beat the Dodgers, uh, heading in there. And I think they were just kind of stunned that it just, unraveled the way it did you know they hit the four homers off Kershaw and couldn't win game one but they felt great coming back in game two because they had Robbie Ray who had been the Dodger killer all year long uh coming back there and starting game two but Robbie just uh, wasn't quite himself in that game and uh, I think that was really the, uh, the the key factor there was game two losing game two really uh, put them in a hole that they just uh, were unable to get out of. Uh, game three, they they fought too, but they just uh, just didn't click for them. And, and I think that was a surprise to everybody. And um, nobody at that time in the clubhouse wanted to talk about what a great season it had been because there was just such a bitter taste about uh, how they had gone out against the Dodgers. Yeah, I agree. And uh, do you look at that though as something of a as a positive? Because you know the players, like you said, they wanted no part of a discussion about how great a season they'd had. Instead, they were so focused on the disappointment that uh, had just been handed to them with a three game sweep. So that that kind of tells me that this team, you know, I mean, you do see some teams, even though they never admit it that are just happy to be a part of the postseason because, you know, heck, only 10 teams make it, 20 teams are left out in the cold. But to me, that says that for 2018, this Diamondbacks team is coming, you know, guns blazing for the Dodgers, who have won five straight division crowns. And I got to think that the mentality is there with this Diamondbacks team that they want to do so much more in 2018. Yeah, I really, I think you're, I think you're right on the money with that. I think that this is a team that's going to come into spring training. It's going to be probably a little bit of a different looking team. Uh, maybe minus J.D. Martinez. We'll see what happens with, with what they do in the offseason. Uh, but the core of this team should still be intact, and that, that core is probably going to still be smarting over the way the season ended and feel like they left some things on the table. So, 
in that regard, maybe there won't be the kind of hangover that you sometimes get with a team that's had success the year before where they just kind of think that then it's going to come to them or, you know, automatically the next year. I think this team uh, could end up coming into spring training pretty hungry. Yeah, I agree. And you brought up J.D. Martinez. I mean, as good as this offense was, you know, pre-J.D., when he arrived, I mean, it just took this offense to another level. And one of my favorite stats from this past season, even though Giancarlo Stanton got uh, the lion's share of the attention, and deservedly so, for his 59 home runs, J.D. Martinez had a better home run to at-bat ratio than even Giancarlo Stanton. So if this guy had played a full season, he had some health issues while with the Tigers, I mean, he could have been the one chasing 60 home runs along with Giancarlo. Um, what are the chances that at least the two sides sit down and try to hammer something out? Because he's going to be highly coveted by every team in the game. And he obviously, you know, took to Arizona and the environment and the fans and his new teammates. I mean, is there, if you had to put a percentage on it in terms of him signing a massive deal with this franchise, what would you put it at? Well, I would say the odds are not not good of a massive deal just because of the way their payroll structure is, is right now. You know, you got uh, Zach Greinke, Still four more years, about $32 million a year. And J.D., you know, he helped them so much. But with every home run that he hit and every great thing that he did to help the Diamondbacks win that wild card spot, um, you know, you could hear the cash register in the back also uh, dinging because it got the attention of everybody in the baseball world. And as you said, there's going to be a lot of suitors for him. And so, you know, if he makes over $20 million a year, let's say just for, you know, 20, that's what's making nice and round then he and Greinke could be taking up $52 million, which is, you know, almost half of what their payroll probably will be or, you know, right around that. And then you've got Paul Goldschmidt, and then you've got all these arbitration eligible. They've got 14 out of 16 arbitration eligible guys. Um, you know, it's just it's hard to make the math work without them moving some serious money or unless J.D. wants to take a, a you know a significant uh, – uh, discount. And I think, you know, one of the things he had a great time in Arizona, he seemed to really fit in like right away. And I, and he seemed to enjoy himself and, you know, that, that could have played a role in the, to why he performed so well, where sometimes, you know, you get a guy in mid season and they feel the pressure and then they, they, they can't necessarily perform at the level you're expecting. Uh, I think he overperformed what they were expecting and, and he seemed very comfortable and enjoyed it. Now what that all means once everything, uh, you know, once the offers start coming in, remains to be seen. But I certainly think the dime, there's interest on both sides in him coming back. I'm certainly certain there'll be some discussions there. Yeah, never say never. And I yeah, know the Diamondbacks fans. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I know Diamondbacks fans are, are salivating at the thought of a full season from day one of J.D. and Goldie together in that lineup. I mean, that would just be absolutely lethal and a lot of fun to watch and a lot of uh, nightmares for, <laughs> for opposing pitchers. Uh, we'll see. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll see what 2018 holds in store with uh, J.D. Martinez and where uh, he might end up. And, uh, Steve, kind of transitioning to uh, your favorite moments uh, from the 2017 regular season, I got to think that uh, J.D. is uh, at or near the top of the list with his four-homer game, the second player this year with a four-homer game, joining Scooter Jeanette of the Cincinnati Reds. So where does that one rank for you? Yeah, that has to be one of the top moments for me this year just because it's something you just don't see very often in baseball, something I'd never seen, of course. Um, and, you know, I thought it was impressive when Goldie had a three-homer game against the Cubs. That was a that was a big day. But then J.D. comes back and hits four against the Dodgers. And it just, you know, the fact that he did it in – the last three and three straight at-bats in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, it was just kind of surreal to see. 
another moment that jumps out, of course, would be like Archie Bradley's triple in the wild card yes. game, just because <laughs> of the emotion there. Um, so that that kind of jumps out to me. I think opening day when when they won on the Chris Owings kind of walk off single, you just felt like uh, wow, that was kind of a cool thing as opposed to the year before when when Zach Greinke had gone out there and just gotten hammered on opening day and kind of set a bad tone for the whole season. So um, maybe opening day is the key for this team. Maybe they should put all their they should play uh, next opening day like it's the wild card game where it's a one game playoff. <laughs> Because uh, that seems to set the tone for for this franchise, but there's so many of them, you know, with the Goldie getting his thousandth hit, and just you know, I think that's one of the things that when they do reflect, there will be plenty of uh, high points and plenty of good things for them to take away from the season. It just wasn't uh, something they were willing to do uh, quite yet. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you brought up the the Bradley triple out of freaking nowhere in the wild card game, and. <laughs> I just loved how I think going into that at, going into that at bat for his career six for sixty one all singles. I mean, if that doesn't demonstrate the craziness of the postseason, I don't know what does. And um, you know, I think it also shows you, Matt, that, that sometimes things just go right for a franchise yeah. or for a team in the course of a season. I mean, you looked at it and you thought, "Wow, what?" You know, there were some people that were you know on Twitter going, "What's Tori Lovello doing?" He's got Jeff Mathis and, and Archie Bradley stuck hitting in this situation, and of course, you know, Bradley comes up with a big triple, and those were the kind of things that went well for you know went right for them during the season and and that's what makes for a uh for, for a kind of season like they had absolutely could not agree more and steve as we uh come down the home stretch here give me one moment maybe two that uh was just completely unexpected something that nobody saw coming and just maybe kind of knocked you out of your seat a little bit well uh, you know there there were so many for this team i, I let me look at uh, an individual performance one of the guys you know like a zach godley as a guy that came out of spring training um, probably Tori Lavello said their seventh or eighth starter and, uh, you know, on their depth chart. And then Shelby Miller goes down and, you know, where would they have been without Zach Godley stepping up and winning the games that he did and pitching the way that he did? Um, again, something that, that just was completely uh, unexpected uh, when the season started. I don't think uh, anybody would have, would have put him down for being there, you know, that starting rotation. So that that's one thing that jumps out to me, and then of course the whole Archie Bradley thing, you know, losing out on the starting role in spring training and coming in as a long reliever, and suddenly he becomes you know the beard and and <laughs> a great eighth inning guy and a dominant guy in the eighth inning, and and becomes kind of a folk hero in Arizona now and kind of the the spokesperson for the team and and in some space with the fans just because he's so personable. So. Those are just some of the kind of things that, that, that jump out to me from the season. Yeah, absolutely. There was a, a lot to like and a lot to look forward to. And like you said, if they put all their eggs in the opening day basket and come out on top, then maybe <laughs> we're talking playoffs again in 2018 for Arizona and just maybe they can finally dethrone the Dodgers after five straight years atop the NL West. Uh, we'll know one year from now. Steve Gilbert, always a pleasure. We'll do it again soon. In the meantime, Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras, Arizona Diamondbacks. <laughs>